Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of fuckery where you're disappointed but not surprised co-host. I'm Addie. I'm Alex. So we have a guest on who is a PayPal money pig, basically financial domination. So we're going to call into him in a little bit. Um, We love those guests. We love those guests. Who's actually one of our fans and messaged us on the gram and wanted to call in and, you know, tell us about his life. So if anybody ever wants to do that, literally DM us. us Hit us up. If you want to talk about your fetishes, fantasies, get something off your chest. Yeah. Yeah. Bad dates, whatever. Hit us up and... We would love to have you guest. Also, guys, give us five stars on our fucking podcast and follow us on iTunes. Um, But before we call in, so we had a couple of episodes ago, we had a customer, Mistress Lacey, on who's a dominatrix. And she, I met up with her the other day and she showed me a fucking video of her. I don't know why I think this is so funny, but like it it is, it's killing me. So dominatrix, obviously it's like punishment or whatever. So she shows me a video of her kicking one of her customers in the balls for a fucking hour for an hour straight, just kicking him in the balls, which isn't even like the funniest part of it. But the, the funny part of the entire thing was that he brings his own like USB port with him every single time. And he puts on three songs on repeat on his USB. The Vanga Bus, I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred, <laughs> and Material Girl by Madonna. And she's showing me this video of her kicking his dick in while he's dancing to fucking Vanga Bus in these like 90s jeans and white baseball cap, living it up, having the fucking time of his life. I just, how do you get into that being a fantasy? I don't know. Well, we're going to find out through our guest today who's True. like most likes most likely gets like enjoyment out of his getting his balls stomped in. But True. like I just don't even understand. It's all about submission. That's what it is. It's all about control. It's all about like how they probably are all like CEOs or cops or like lawyers or something like that in their real jobs. And then like they pay to have this done to them because that's the only safe space that they have. But bro, the fucking Venga bus. I just like the Venga bus. Where did you come up with these three songs? How did you pick those? (laughs) Like he's like, yes, yes. Yes, like I'm too sexy, Venga Bus, and Material Girl on repeat for a fucking hour. Wow. Over and over and over again. So like three minute fucking songs each. That's like they literally play like six times each. Over and over and over or whatever for a fucking hour. I hope he pays her good for that. She made like 250 bucks. All right, not bad. She's sitting with me. And she gets a text and some guy's like, hey, I'll give you 500 bucks for the leggings that you're wearing right now. Sold. I would have taken my fucking pants off and went home in my underwear. Me too. Like 500 bucks for my leggings. She goes, yeah, I get them cheap, cheap as fuck at like rainbow. Yeah. Five bucks a fucking leggings, sweating them. 
go to the gym and then these guys give me cash for my leggings that I'm wearing. But how come we tried to do that and it like never happened? Because we're not dominatrixes. So I think you need True. to like work your way into that business and like they're clients of hers. But it's so fucking easy for her to do. Like it's insane. It makes me so jealous. Right? Oh, like I wouldn't want to peg anybody for a living. And I, but like, yo, I would love to sell my leggings for 500 bucks a pair of sweaty ass fucking leggings. Oh, 100%. Socks, sweaty socks, like 50 bucks a fucking pair of socks. I'll go walking outside in the dirt and send them to you. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. No, wait. Can we talk about the girl from 90 Day Fiance? Yes. I hate this bitch. What's her name? I don't remember her name. Um, Stephanie. Stephanie, who sells her fucking farts in a jar for $1,000 a fart jar. But, okay, so good. I hated her on the show, number one. Number I've, two. I've, like, never really watched that show except for, like, Muhammad <laughs> and Danielle. That's, like, my guilty pleasure, that show. You know I watch all that crap. But, like... Not for nothing, but good for her. If you can get people to spend that amount of money, but who is buying this? People, Claude. True. Claude is buying her farts for a thousand bucks a fucking fart, guaranteed. I could see Claude doing it for like a hundred bucks a fart jar. There's no way the fart still smells in it the does. jar. It does. I'm telling it you, does. it does. Like I've never farted in a jar before, but my coworker, I remember <laughs> when he farted in the water bottle in yeah. my assistant's water bottle <laughs> and he capped it and the fart stayed in that jar for the rest of the day. It was oh disgusting and it was mixed with water. That makes so me throw up. It was like the most rancid. And then he kept on like going around to like the older people at my job, like, yo, smell this water. It smells funny. And one of the old ladies like, oh my God, it stinks. It smells like sulfur. <laughs> and like, didn't realize that my coworker farted like through his pants in that water bottle. So the fart stays. We got to get in on this. All right. If anybody wants to buy mine and Alex's farts in a jar, we will gladly fart in a fucking jar for you. I'm about to do anything at this point. <laughs> Dude, Christmas is coming. No one's getting shit this year. I will toot in every fucking jar and send it away. We don't charge a thousand bucks. We'll charge a hundred bucks for yeah. a fucking fart jar if anybody wants to buy it. I'll go to the Indian buffet and then eat Taco Bell after. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. She's actually like made a TikTok and she's like, yeah, she goes, so getting ready for my farts. I have like lots of yogurt and Ew. like lots of protein powder. And then I read a little and get the farts brewing. And then I do my business and I fart in the jars. Thousand fucking dollars. Must be nice just to be like. Just to fart in a fucking jar. And, and not have it. a job or anything. Right? I can't. Apparently she claimed that she made like $55,000 in a week. So I don't believe in a her. jar, But I don't believe it. She I probably made like her. three grand. Yeah. But still three grand a fucking week for farting in three jars. I'll take that. I would absolutely. That's more than I make at my job. <laughs> the fuck? So basically if anybody wants to buy mine and Alex's farts in a jar, hit us up. We'll sell them for $100, a fucking fart jar. Yep. <laughs> oh, Black Friday already passed, or we could have done like 10% off. Dude, our first five customers DM us, disappointed but not surprised, on Instagram, and we'll give you a 10% discount. Okay, there you go. <laughs> 
will sell for $90 a fart jar. Oh, and we can put like little cute packaging on them and That's shit like that. That's what I was that. thinking and like put sparkles in the jar. Fuck and yes. Stuff well, like she that. put roses in the jar because apparently with the rose petals, like the farts stay longer. Stop. Honestly, I think if you put a little bit of water in the jar, like my coworker did, it would stay longer. Probably. We could put like sparkly water. Oh, and then fart in the jar. Yep. <laughs> okay, we're in. DM us. Disappointed but not surprised on Instagram to buy our fart jars. Please. Please. I'm desperate. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to call into our guest, Matt, uh, who is a pay pig. Basically, he pays money to girls to be humiliated, be humiliated, like degrade him, whip him. Sometimes it's just online. Like they call him like a fucking vulgar, disgusting slob or whatever the fuck he is. But so, we could easily do this. Yeah, we'd be so fucking good at that. All right. Let's make him one of our clients. OK, we're going to finagle him. Let's All just right. be like, what's up, you fucking slob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, here's Matt. We're calling in um, again. If the audio is a little busted, we apologize. We're doing the best we can with uh, not having a studio. But listen, if we got paid for this or we sold our farts, we could have a studio and fly all of our guests in. So we won't have this audio malfunction. So really, it's on you guys to get us this better audio. There you go. All right. Hey, Matt, how are you? I'm doing well. What's up, Addie? What's up, Alex? Hey. Hey. So thanks so much for calling in and coming on. So we, uh, you actually reached out to us in our DMs. And you said that you are a pay peg. Care to elaborate on that? Sure, yeah. So I came across your first financial domination podcast, and I said that was pretty relevant. I actually came across it by accident, and I just said, I'll reach out. You know, maybe we can, we can work something out because I have some experience as well. I'm a younger pay peg. Um, so for those who don't know, um, pay peg is someone who is willing to give money to a financial dominant for pretty much no reason at all. So that's the fetish in and of itself. It's like this dynamic where there's a submissive person and there's a dominant and that submissive gives to the dominant pretty much at will. So all they can do is like hit you up and be like, I want 500 bucks, bitch, and you'll do it? Yeah, so it's going to depend on, on the circumstance. You're going to have, like every pay peg has different preferences as far as like what they're looking for in a dom and like how they like to be dom. So some like more, like a bratty persona, some like a more cruel persona. So it's all like, you know, whatever you're into personally. But yeah, that, that could be a standard interaction for sure. Mm -hmm. Do you like to be humiliated with it? Like, I know there's some people that it's like, give me money now, you fucking piece of shit. Or is it more like, I need money for things to buy. Give me this now, daddy. No, so I, I'm like the more anti-sugar part of it. So I don't like the more like daddy-esque kind of play within it. Um, I know a lot of people do that does resonate within the scene, but for me personally, I like the more, like more humiliation toward like degradation kind of play. Like I want it now. Uh, you're going to send it. You're a fucking loser. Like that kind of shit. <laughs> Perfect. We're really good at that, by the way. <laughs> Just going to oh, set yeah? that in there. <laughs> yeah. Alex can be your new client. She is like ready to humiliate anybody. <laughs> <laughs> So do you meet these girls in person or is it more like online? Like some people just do like FaceTime with them or like, um, what is it? Like webcamming or do you meet them? Do you do like a sugardaddy.com type thing or like a seeking arrangements and meet people there? No. So my, my take on it is more, or my approach is more online. Okay. I, I personally prefer more like webcam sessions, more texting. 
not that I'm fully opposed to the in-person stuff. I remember like in your first financial domination episode, I, I believe that person, he, or that, that Finn sub, he preferred to, uh, like Finn was definitely a fetish of his, but it seemed like he was also into a, a culmination of other different fetishes. So he was willing to seek them out, uh, pay them for it, for those services as well. So with me, uh, yes, I do have other fetishes that, of course, I like to work into the play, like most pay pigs do. Um, but the sending aspect of it for me is actually like one of the primary sources of of enjoyment. I know it sounds asinine, but yeah, it's like real. So, do, how much money do you spend a month about? Well, a month that's tough. Um, so it, it's really going to vary. It's really going to vary. Um, I can tell you. So I just turned 25 last year total. I think I spent just around 30. Okay. Just around 30. Yeah, it was like 30, 35 K last year. This year will be not quite double, but almost there. Um, so yeah, you could take that for what it's worth. How much do you make? Can I ask that? Or do you mind sharing that? Oh, uh, sure. So I make roughly, so I have a business on the side that I started when I was younger around 20. Uh, so that's like in the data analytics. And then I also have a full-time gig that I do, which is more, uh, more secure. Let's just say it's like financial oriented. So okay. both of us together around roughly 70 K. So you're spending a big fucking chunk on this. Yeah, that's, that's right. Like, is it 70 K after taxes or before taxes? Like uh, gross post, or net? That's, that's net. Okay. All right. So at least it's not like you do 70 grand gross and then like you're spending like 30, 40 grand. So like you have literally no money left for you, but you're spending almost no, half no. of your fucking income on this. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely my biggest expense in life. Definitely. <laughs> well, Richie, the guy that was doing the financial domination with us a couple of episodes ago, um, he said that he sets aside like that's part of his budgeting that he does. Like he actually budgets like how people budget for their mortgage, their car payment, their um, their food expenses, their groceries, and then their like dry cleaning. Like his is part of the financial domination. Like he'll budget out two thousand dollars a month or fifteen hundred bucks a month or whatever, and he sets that money aside, and that's his allotted amount that he can play with. Yeah, yeah, that's that's standard. That's good to have limits. I know a lot of a lot of pay pigs in the scene like they don't limit and that's what kind of leads to more detrimental scenarios within this um, but as long as it, if you are budgeting like myself I know that I do spend a lot but I, I am a person that believe it or not good with finances aside from spending all this money well so, obviously if you could spend 30k out of 70 yeah yeah so, so my, my finances are are like, I'm, I'm doing okay, but the issue is, like, I'd be doing probably a lot better without this, but, of course, you know, something I'm into. So, I, I do definitely budget for it. So, so, how, okay, you ask Al. I just want to know, do you have, like, one person at a time that you're doing, or is it, like, multiple people? Yeah, so I'm, I'm all over the place. Um, so, even when I started, I quickly learned that I like to kind of jump ship. Um, so, for me to stay with a dom for a long period of time, they really have to resonate with me specifically. And the same way within like personal relationships within my life. So any girl that I've ever dated or had like any sexual connection with, it's, it's always been, they, they had to be very, that kind of person. Like they had to have it. And the same thing applies for any doms I'm, I'm kind of speaking out. So I have one dom that I've been serving long as she's just coming up on about three years. I think it's about two years, seven months right now. So it's coming up on three. And the other dom is about a year. And those are the two longest and everybody else is short term. 
That's okay. a long time for a dom, three years. But yeah. like you trust them, you build trust with that person. And then I feel like your experience heightens from there too because you know they know your style, you know their style. Yeah, you build that chemistry up just like you would with the relationship. Mm-hmm. Do your girlfriends know about this at all? Or do you not do the pay pig stuff when you're in a relationship is it like one or the other or do you do it both it's do you, like I don't know I would almost feel like if I was dating somebody that did that it would be like a form of cheating but I'm so monogamous that we're an open relationship it might not be or some people might not care like do you keep it one at a time or do you are you all over with that too no, so I actually don't, I should specify that. So I actually don't do relationships per se. I'm more into like hookups and hookup culture as well. But I'm very like clear about my intentions to start. I'm just not that type of person. I don't like to be tied down. So even having a dom for three years for me is something that was way out of, out of left field for me because I'm not used to something like that. I'm very, I like to be, have flexibility, you know? So like I like to be able to just jump from any dom at any point in time, jump from even sexual encounters within real life like the same thing applies there so I like to have the flexibility fair You're 25 too like you should be spreading your wings right now at 25 years old yeah I agree with that I agree with that I have to especially, uh my yeah especially with like tinder and fucking hinge and bumble and all these websites like I feel like anybody that's in their 20s right now should just be living it up and like hoeing it out <laughs> I agree I actually, like, I'm a person, I know things could obviously change, but I'm a person I never, like, really anticipated getting married or, or having kids. It's just something I never wanted to do. That's not the type of person I am. Same. So, yeah. Not not my thing, you know? Oh, you and Alex are going to hit it off just And fine. I work in data analytics, too. Just oh. saying. That's what I do for a living. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> Uh-oh. Call me after this. Yeah, call Alex after this. I'll give you her cell phone uh, number. All right, I'll slide new DMs after. <laughs> Perfect. So I want to know how this started. Like, did it start when you were like a little kid where you saw some things? Like, I want the whole backstory around this, Matt. Sure. So, all right, if I think back, I mean, the earliest sexual like attraction I remember having was not vanilla, like esque porn. Yeah. I actually. I think I can count on my like one hand how many times like something vanilla kind of actually even attracted me to begin with. Like even if I'm hooking up with a girl like in real life, it was always something that was never fulfilling. And I would think in middle school, that's like my first time when I came across like femdom, so just female dominating, uh, like a, a male submissive. So it could be like you know foot fetish or, or like a jack off instruction type of video, uh, teasing like domination, um, CBT stuff like that. I kind of got into that at an early age, I think middle school. And from there, kind of just like groups, it would go from something very, I guess, playful, like a foot fetish, and it kind of developed into CBT, so a little bit more extreme. What's and then CBT? throughout high school, uh, CBT is cock and ball torture. So it's like ball busting, like stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that, that kind of developed like later in high school, early college. And then that kind of blossomed into uh, a little bit more extreme. Findom actually was never on my radar. I actually saw stuff like on Twitter when I was in college and I just couldn't buy into it at all. I said like, that is a scam. Like it's a willing scam. I said, these people getting into this, I, something I can never even do. Like someone who enjoys being humiliated. Um, I just never could, could pull the trigger. Cause I was like, this is pointless. But then one day I kind of just decided to approach a Dom. I remember I was at work. I was 21 years old. I was at work, my first uh, big boy job out of college. And I decided to approach this dom. 
And I wanted to see like if there was any any result that was going to come out of this aside from just having money spent and getting nothing. And sure enough, that was pretty much what it is. And just a little bit of, you know, humiliation and insult. And then I didn't do anything. I was like, that was a rip off. And a week later, for whatever reason, I gravitated back to that, that person. And I was like, I don't know what it was, but the act of just giving that up for nothing, I'm sitting here thinking about it. And it kind of, it was like a thrill. Like I got like a rush from it, but it was a delayed rush. Now I didn't enjoy it at the time. And then uh, just from there, it's just kind of, you know, $10 spend, $20 spend, uh, and then $50 spend, $100 spend, and then spending, you know, 500 upwards of 1000 a week. That was, you know, becoming more and more into play. And then as you get older, have more money to blow, of course, addiction is going to fund itself. So, yeah, started with Femdom and then kind of grew into Fendom later. Do you get, did you ever get kicked in the balls before? Did you, or did you just watch those videos and you were into it? No. Yeah. Just, just from watching videos, just from, I, like, I'm a very inquisitive person. So it's very curious and just always looking for stuff online. And I, you know, I, I found it. <laughs> is there websites that you go on for this? Like, is there specific websites? Like I know like sugar daddies is like seeking arrangements and stuff like that. Or you, you just randomly like find people on like Reddit and Twitter. No, I don't do Reddit. Uh, Twitter is the biggest, Twitter is definitely the biggest where I met the most on uh, FetLife. So that's like a, a fetish website. Yeah. That life. I met some doms as well. Um, Instagram, believe it or not. So you have like, like, like we were saying before. So there's different preferences as far as like what type of dom you're into. So with like an Instagram dom, if you, you could have like a, a girl like 20, 21 years old, like a sorority girl, and you could probably approach her in her DMs and she's probably willing to defend on me for a price. Uh, and, and for that, like it could be more humiliating because that's a person who's not, catering to kings per se like a true dom that person it, it's almost it's almost like more humiliating you're getting less out of like the kink interaction and you're just like you know fuck you pay me loser kind of thing so that's that's kind of a change of pace sometimes um, but definitely twitter is the, the biggest place twitter's a fucking free-for-all twitter so yeah you it's, just it's like search the hashtag yeah it, it's dangerous like and even for like someone who's like into it like myself it's uh it's a wild place. Like if you type in, because unfortunately, like it doesn't get spoken about, but like there's a lot of people that suffer like with, with extreme syndrome addiction because just the innate nature of it, right? Like it's, you have to spend more and more to keep up. It's very tolerance correlated. So a lot of people, they don't go into with boundaries. And then you have a lot of people like doms who are inexperienced because it's very easy just to, you know, not easy to be a successful syndrome, but it's easy to just start and be a syndrome, right? And a lot of people, they just go into it and they're not coming from a good place. They're just willing to exploit people. And some people, unfortunately, have you know, conditions that maybe should prohibit them from interacting in that. So that's what Twitter is, is really, you got to watch out. So, so what do you type in? Yes. <laughs> Alex is... <laughs> Twitter? Alex, uh, Alex in... is now going to become a Findom after this. <laughs> There's so much you can type in on Twitter. You could type in PayPig. You could type in Fendom. You could type in Human ATM. So that's like a form of a Fendom. Um, you could type in. So there's a crazy part of Fendom, and, and it, it involves the the aspect of like relapsing. So like some pigs, like they kind of like the idea of like they can't quit, and they like their dom to encourage them that they can't quit. So it, it's kind of it's really out there, and you could have. Um, like somebody's trying to quit and they're willingly going to a dom and they're like, I'm trying to stop my, my urges, my compulsions. 
and the dom will like kind of feed in oh yeah i'll, I'll help you like pay 20 i'll like kind of be like your therapist and it's they get them to relapse but it's like a kind of like a willingly open thing but it's to someone that doesn't know what it is and you see that you're like you know what i mean like what the fuck is that that's fucking crazy. And then, so it's yeah. like all mind games. It's all mind, mental manipulation with these women that are doing that. And of course you're going to relapse, like pay me 20 bucks and I'll get you through this. And it's like a fucking sick cycle. Correct. Correct. Yep. Yep. So That's why is, it could be dangerous. I mean, this, gotta be, gotta be careful. Is this as addicting? Do you think as like drugs and gambling and stuff like that? I feel like it's 100%. like a gambling. It's almost not like drugs, but I feel like it's like very equivalent to like a gambling addiction where it's the thrill, you know what I mean, of spending, it's the thrill of losing, it's the thrill of like shit like that with money. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's it's absolutely an addiction for for most. Um I think yeah, I would agree cuz I also partake in a lot of like sports gambling. I'm not a person like into casinos. I don't like slots cuz it's it's kind of pointless for me. I like cards card games, tables, um, sports gambling I'm into. Cause I feel like I actually have like a say over how the, the outcome is if I watch enough of it. Um, but yeah, I, I, th- I do think it is very akin to, to a gambling addiction because you're getting, you're searching for that thrill. You're searching for that rush. And then when you have someone who is naturally or sexually submissive and into femdom like myself, and you pair that with a thrill seeking kind of attribute, you're going to probably get someone who's into femdom. That's crazy. So where do you think this like stems from? I know you said in middle school you were just not into vanilla stuff, but like wh- why do you think that Alex has a psychology I have no degree? Yeah. <laughs> like I have no idea. Like I thought about that for so long. And Cause some uh, people have like, like trauma like and you know. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, I know a lot of people say that and it very well could be the case sure can but i don't know specifically like i can't trace it back to any moment um that it would have would have been and i know like they say there's this conception that like a lot of pay pigs are if they can't get girls or they face a lot of rejection or something like along those lines and and certainly can be the case i'm sure a lot of people suffer from low self-esteem in this because you know a lot of people they're probably paying for attention or for companionship something like that My, my my need was never for that because i always was able to get girls but i just was never sexually satisfied so I had to, to go this way for, like you said, like the mental aspect and for the, the thrill, the rush, that kind of high. But I don't know where it stems from. And I'd be curious to, uh, to have more studies done on it, I think. I think that would be helpful. That was like even, who was it? We interviewed somebody, and I don't remember if it was Richie or somebody else, that the, um, the other Findom guy, I don't remember who it was. We've done a, a lot of episodes, but they would always do something next in their sexual levels. And then it's like they couldn't go back down to just random like missionary and stuff like that like the more Mm. they got into the less that thrilled them and then they went to a higher level and then that didn't thrill them anymore and they kept on climbing in these like sexual ways and in it it just bores them after a while so it's like what is going to be enough you know what i mean yeah i agree with that yeah your baseline definitely shifts like I had stuff even like three years ago that was, is now too soft for me. Um, like I don't know how much more extreme things can get. Um, I mean, I guess things can vary based off your income. I'm sure if I had more income, I'd be spending even more income on it. But um, yeah, it's a good question. I'm sure your baseline definitely shifted. Mine definitely shifted. I mean, things that I was into 
13, I wasn't into at 18. Things that I was into at 18, I wasn't into 21. Now 25 is like, you know, it's definitely more on the more extreme side of things that I'm into. So like and what? The same even goes for, so for like, like, I guess even my fandom preference. Uh, like when it started out, I, of course, didn't want to spend a lot of money because I was experimenting with it. Yeah. So I just wanted to spend like small little cents here, have a little encouragement for that. And then now I'm at the point where I don't like the, like the sensual kind of dom, like the sugary like aspect. I like the more cruel, like the, like you're going to be fucking bankrupted, even if it's like a fetish play, uh, just because it's like kind of more stimulating to the mind and the way it kind of appeals to me. Um, but so I, I think that that also can be, I feel like if someone's not prepared for that, I think that like degrading your psyche like that day in and day out can also have ramifications if you're not a person that's like very secure with yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I think if you're a balanced person and I think you understand and you separate, like if you think you're a loser outside of being a pay pig, I think that's a fucking problem. Like I don't think that should be encouraged. I know we're trying to like empower uh, like everybody just trying to, you know, be their own self and be their own. I don't think there's anything positive or culturally positive individually about encouraging someone to be a fuck like a loser. Like that's if that's their fetish play and, and then they leave that session. And then they're like, okay, I'm actually a cool fucking person. And I'm really smart. and I'm, That's fine. But I think the issue is when someone engages in FinDom because they have to instead of choosing to do so. Right. Like they think that there's no other choice for them in life is what you're saying. Like um, because they can't get girls otherwise. Is that what you mean by like that they have to? Yeah, 100%. So I, I was in a FinDom like recovery group uh, for a while. And it's oh, like this shit. little Discord. Yeah, Discord chat because I was way too compulsive with my spending about a year and a half ago and i was talking to a bunch of other people and the consensus from from a lot of those people whether they wanted to admit it or not was you could tell that they were having a lot of problems like picking up girls or they were lacking confidence like they didn't have any passions and so a lot of people were just literally paying a dom to kind of talk to them you know what i mean like there's a little humiliation but a lot of it was just paying somebody to talk to them and that's kind of i was, I was thinking about that and i'm like I wouldn't encourage somebody to go into Finn. I'm like, if you're into it and you're one of the fucking lucky ones here like me, then, you know, God bless you. But like, if you're, if you're not supposed to be into that and you're pushing yourself into that just because you think you have no other option, then I would encourage that person to try and go improve their life so that they can, you know, have a vanilla relationship if that's what they want or, or try to work on themselves. But I think if, if you're just engaging in it because you have to, that's definitely, definitely that's detrimental. It's your finances, your time, your fucking mindset you're gonna be spaced out all the time that's a terrible terrible way to live now if that's your fetish you know you can think of yourself in a good light outside of that you know it's just play then i think it's different it's still gonna hurt the wallet but it's it's different right i feel like they should just get an escort at that point somebody to take them out wine and dine them have a nice conversation with them or like a sugar baby where they are it's like findom is too much for those type of people 100%. 100%. Right. I'm doing it because I don't want the sugar. Like, they, they want the sugar and they're paying for it and not getting it. That's even more <laughs> yeah. of a, And they're being degraded like, you worthless piece of fucking shit. And it's like, yeah, I they're, know they're, I they're, they're probably, like, going and crying afterwards. Like, that's terrible. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm getting off to it and they're fucking crying. So, my question is, okay, so, like, I want a, a, like, a play-by-play of, like, a session. How long are your sessions usually for? And Do you wet, you webcam with them, or is it more phone, or is it more texting? And are you jerking off as they're, like, fuck you, pay me? Yeah, it's all different. So, uh, webcam sessions are big. I do a lot of those. I do straight up, just like, a lot of texting. Like, 
but those texting sessions are kind of with more so with the, like I was saying before the people that I'm more long-term with um, because it's a lot of like daily interactions. Like it's almost like we're like cool outside of Findom too, but then there's definitely the playtime um, webcam, of course, a lot of, yeah, I do phone like Netflix and stuff like that. I'm not really big into the in-person sessions. I don't know why that doesn't appeal to me. Um, partly because I'm not really submissive outside of my fetish play at all. So yeah. I don't like, I don't like that vulnerability in person. It's just not me. Um, you know, but, but I like to get into that role. Like when I'm home and hiding behind a screen, you can kind of fake it. Like I think if someone saw me do it, like it wouldn't work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, right before we started recording, I was just telling a story about how one of my dominatrix friends, she was like kicking some guy in the balls for like an hour straight. And like she I've seen videos of her like pegging them and sounding like she mummifies them and she sounds them. And and that's all. And then she's Mm -hmm. like, you know, like then she obviously she's getting paid for all of it. But I feel like that's on a totally different level, too. Like that's like very intense because it's not you controlling your orgasm. Like she's controlling your orgasm as well. Right. Right. That's a, that's a good point. My session style, I typically don't prefer like long sessions. I typically like there to be more role play like leading up. And then the actual session is me sending like a bigger, bigger type of payment. Like I don't want to send 50, 50 sets like not, I mean, I can and I do, but generally I like to have like a shorter actual session where I'm sending like a big payment and then it's kind of over um, just cause I get more of the thrill from that bigger payment going out. But, I, but that's a good point you bring up with your, your Dom friend. Uh, something that I think is co- like really innately different about Findom from a lot of fetishes is that like if you book a session, let's say you, you hit up a, a pro Dom and you go into their dungeon, you book like, I don't know, like a bondage and whipping session, something traditional. Like that dom is like, when's that dom going to end that? How long is that session going to last? Yeah. Like that session is going to last when either the dom deems that you've had enough, right? Or when that session time that you paid for is over. So it just wouldn't make sense to continue. Now with thin dom, there's literally no incentive for a dom to stop a drain session. Like there's, there's zero. Like you're just going to keep your literally like a repeat customer and just paying and paying and paying and paying. And, and a lot of people, you're just not going to stop it. So that's, that's really where you have to find someone that's, that's responsible and, and comes from a good place because it's, there's a lot of risk within the fetish, for sure, for sure. Like, I see a lot of articles that kind of glamorize it, and, and in some ways, if it's done healthy, I'm sure, you know, people are seeing beneficial results on both sides. But for, for someone who's, you know, just kind of coming from a bad angle from it and just getting exploited, then that's, that's not healthy. That's not cool. I'm sure there's so many people getting exploited now from it too. Tons. I, I would say, honestly, like this is just my take. I'm, I don't have a clinical studies on this or, or statistical data, but I would say that most people in the fetish get exploited. Cause I think that most people in the fetish do suffer low self-esteem. Um, that's just from, from the people, the subs that I've talked to. And I was, that's why I brought up that point before. I'm like, are you really into Thindom? Like, if, you know, if you're not, you don't have to be into this. Like, it'll probably help you. Your meetings, like I go to AA, Mm -hmm. I'm in recovery and they're like in a church basement Are yours like there too, where like a group of guys come like, like a gambling's anonymous or a heroin's anonymous, or is it like online? Like, is it like an online chat with you guys? Uh, Ours is strictly online, strictly online. So we'll we'll meet up, like (laughs) we won't meet up, but we'll get together through like Skype or whatever. A lot of voice chat, Skype, right. And you'll kind of go through like what you've, you've done that week and kind of holding each other accountable in a way. 
How many and, people are in this group? Well, there's tons of groups, tons of groups. Um, that specific group, I think there's about 30 members. It's not too big, say, that one. Yeah. But, but active, probably about 10, 15. Wow. That's crazy. Now, yeah, does, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Does anyone in your life, like your, like your normal life, know that you do this? No, not one person. Wow. Like not your closest friend. Correct. Holy shit. Wow. And so obviously you will never tell like a hookup or something like that, that you do this. No, I probably wouldn't. Do you pay them by like, do they have access to your bank accounts or do you do like cash at Venmo, like shit like that? Uh, everything. So, so I mean, like I did do one experiment kind of, it was a year, maybe like two years at this point. So it was, she was a Twitter dom serving her for a while kind of built up trust with her and there was like this human atm kind of kind of component of fendom where you can hand over uh, like access to credit cards and payment apps like logins to any of your cash app venmo paypal zelle any of those um, some some even go more extreme with like actual banking logins and stuff um, so i didn't do that part i just did the, the credit card access and she had login access to some of my payment apps and so she would put like recurring uh, recurring bills of hers on auto pay on those cards. Um, so on like shopping freeze. So there's like a set amount every month that was for the bills. And then there was like an extra that she would kind of push the boundaries on. So that's kind of the ATM place. So you're kind of just being used as a, like a real fucking machine opposed to like having human emotion. She bought like a Bentley on your credit card or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm way in fucking dad here. I was going to say your credit score is like 300. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like she's seventy k and she's putting fucking yeah no that's not happening. But <laughs> what did she buy? What was like the big ticket item that she bought? Um, big ticket like Lululemon was a big thing that she shopped on, so she would do a lot of that. Um, like her electric bill, car payment. Um, bought like a, a designer bag one time. I think that was the biggest like one time purchase. It was like over fifteen or fourteen hundred something like that. Yeah, those bags are not fucking cheap. I'm surprised it wasn't like a Chanel. Yo, if I got some guy's credit card, it'd be like 10 grand Chanel. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, depending on the person, they're out there. So you have gone to meetings, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you see this stopping at any time or you have no interest in stopping this at any time? Or maybe if it gets too out of control, then you'll try and like reel it in a little bit. Like I'm, I'm curious about like your long-term outlook on this. Yeah. Long-term outlook. I don't see myself stopping this. I do see, I do see myself, like I'm definitely taking more proactive steps to rein it in opposed to where I was at like two years ago, even. Because like two years ago, way more compulsive. At that point, I would, I would, that's why I even like took the incentive to go to these kind of meetings because you don't realize you're an addict until you're, you know, fucking an addict. Yeah, right. And I didn't realize I was, I was spending all this money and it finally hit me one day when I was going through my finances at, at the year end. And I was like, holy fuck, I was looking at all these payments and I couldn't trace the names of the payments to like 90% of the people. Like their cash, they were just random cash tags at that point. Like, who are they? And it kind of was like, fuck, like, you know, you and you say you enjoy it, but like, you can't even associate these tags with those experiences, like these memories that are supposed to be memories. Like you're not even remembering a lot of it. So that, that made me kind of be more selective over who I'm sending to, over who I'm engaging with so that it's overall more appealing to me. You know, I kind of know where my finances are at and I can kind of, you know, hit it head on that way. 
that's a good idea. That's like budgeting. That's like what that guy Richie does. Like he budgets X amount every single month to set aside so he doesn't get himself in financial debt. Because I feel like once you're in financial debt, then it's like, fuck, then this isn't even fun anymore. Right. Like there's no fun in not having any money. Um, and like that's like when you're truly down, then that really lowers your self-esteem and everything too. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a, there's a big like debt kind of debt prevalent part of the fandom community at this point. Like with cruel doms, there's like a lot of debt encouragement, and like of course it could be a rush to like kind of dabble within that headspace and, and stuff. But I, I think that you got you have to definitely watch with how far you take it because it's you know it's a fantasy for a reason. Like if you're actually going to go in debt, and one that's going to limit your future fandom spending. You, you know what I mean? It's, you're not going to have the money to spend at a, a future date. So is that going to be worth it for yourself? And then second of all, I just don't think it's, it's sensible um, because yeah, it's, it's fun to have fetishes and engage in them, but it's not fun to be fucking, like you said, in significant debt and who knows where that leads. Don't want that. So how do you get off on this? So if you get a notification, like um, this person just bought a $1,500 bag, you get mm -hmm. horny and like jerk off or yeah, yeah. So, well, it's like, if it's just out of the blue, like, I just get a DM. Yeah. From somebody or a text that just says they just bought a $1,500 bag. Yeah. Yeah, that that would, yeah, that would definitely be, be a spark there. Um, yeah, so it would depend. It depends, like, on my mood of, of far, as far as, like, what type of play I'm kind of into that week. Sometimes it's, like, more bill play. Sometimes it's more shopping free play. Um, but, yeah, that, like, what you said, that's definitely something that would arouse me. Mm-hmm. So this varies week to week, what you're into. Yeah. So, so the spending part remains, but it's like, there's a lot of subcomponents to it because of how you can spend. You can be like a reimbursement type of pay pig. So somebody could go eat and they can send you a bill afterwards and you kind of have to pay that. You could be an ATM, um, have your card linked to their fucking Apple pay. You could do like bill payments. You could do like adopt a bill. You could do on Twitter. There's a thing called retweet games. If you guys have seen that. No. A retweet game is when you'll basically go to a dom and you're like, let's agree on a payment per retweet, like, or comment. So like a dom might say, okay, it's $2 every retweet, like, and comment that I put this post up. And she'll, she'll make a random post. She might put a, like a hot picture of herself up. And then they basically encourage like the whole fandom community to comment and fucking go nuts with that post. So that person has to pay per like those fucking engagements. So oh, like you have shit. no idea what it's, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of scammers on the other end too for this. Like you have no idea how many people have jumped into mine and Alex's DM, especially for the podcast. And it's like, sweetie, I'm a pay pig. Like I want to, I want you to fucking degrade me and I need nothing from it from you except for like phone calls, blah, 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 blah. And we're like, sure, mm -hmm. fine. But then he's like, but what I need from you is, and they say the same fucking the thing same every speech. time. What I need you is to do a joint account just to show your faith and you deposit $50 in an, what is it, like an Apple a card? An or, Apple gift card. And yeah. an Apple gift card. And then that shows that I can trust you and then we can go from there. And we're like, fuck you. Like, obviously <laughs> not. Like, no. But like, I feel like, and it's like, obviously like some Nigerian guy on the other end of the computer, <laughs> right. not like the person that's pictured on there. The yeah right. seriously like there's so much scamming out there with this and it's like these people on another end of a computer and it's the same fucking spiel that they do that's obviously they're, like they're catfishing 
Yeah. So I, I would say 90% of, of pay pigs are not like real pay pigs. 90%? And Holy it's, it's, shit. Yeah, maybe even more. Like I'm saying that like people that are self-described pay pigs are probably not pay pigs. Right. Just because, well, like one, I've, I've had a lot of experience with different doms and they'll straight up tell me like, yeah, it's, it's upwards of 85, 90%. They just will waste your time. So the best approach that they do now as far as like a pushback is before any talk, before any engagement, pay the fucking tribute. So that at least, even if they dip out after that and they get horny and you get a, a quick $20, $25 session, you're at least getting, you know, some payment for that humiliation that you're giving them for fucking five minutes. You know what I mean? But that's at least a gateway in that initial tribute. But yeah, most, most pay pigs are. I feel like definitely all of them not are. Spending. Yeah. Cause we were trying to sell our socks. Oh yeah. At one point. <laughs> And they would be like, oh, well, send me a picture of your feet and then I'll send you the money and this and that. And then so you would do it and they'd yeah. never send the money. No, so they never. just got the foot pick for free. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't need you don't need a, a you don't need to have a lot of money to have a, like a money fetish. You know what I mean? Right. It's like the same thing when people a lot of people think like when you if you go into a lot of like pay pig articles and there's this kind of depiction of pay pigs as these CEOs and, and business executives and these like powerful financial men who are kind of seeking this reversal. And that's, you know, definitely a, true. Like some of these people are very well could be that way. The average person, like is the average person rich? No. And, and could anybody be into FinNOM? Absolutely. So the majority of, of people in the FinNOM do not have a lot of money. Uh, that they probably come from the average income, just like most statistical sources for anything like you're going to have the, the statistical mean with that so definitely a lot of people who don't want to pay for it who are trying to find a way into it um, the, the true pay pigs you'll, you'll you'll know instantaneously definitely who they are so give alex some tips on how to be a fin dom since, since you get their input on all of this damn alex you're gonna hit the dms after i will um no i'm kidding but um no yeah she's i don't not. know i'm not kidding <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Um, we can work something you out. You the tips, though? Is that, is that your question? Like, how do you, like, how does one get into, like, FinDom, like, in the female version of this? You know what oh, I mean? Like, version. yeah, like, okay. what is the best way to, like, make a profile? Like, what, okay, so what are the profiles that attract you, is what I should ask. Yeah, so, again, that's, like, very preferential. So there's, there's a high market, high niche market for, like, a bratty kind of dom. Like very like princessy like almost like when I when I think of a brat dom it should almost be like a princess moniker and then the name you know and then like there's a more cruel market so there's a lot of like I'm not gonna name names of them but like if you if you kind of find like a more renowned findom on Twitter um, you can often spot like some cruel messaging like about how they're gonna encourage your debt and how they're gonna encourage bankruptcy and there's a, there's actually a market for that too. Um, then there is a big, I don't want to say big, but I would say a, a sizable market, which is like, of course, the, the doms who are trying to just like kind of be sugar babies, but play it off as thin doms. So they're kind of like, hey, babe, like send me 50 bucks and I'll reward you and they'll send like a smiley face with a kiss. And, you know, to a lot of people, that's probably going to turn them off immediately because they don't want that, that niceness to them, like that, treating them like a person. That's the whole point of why they're not doing that. Right. Uh, so it's definitely, you know, preferential. For me personally, I like uh, I like bratty, and I like the the more cruel kind of messaging as well. Uh, definitely more like boundary pushing than opposed to like sensual and being nice. And I don't I don't want to be comforted. 
Do you like being blackmailed? No. No, that's, that's one thing I don't like. I, there's a lot of people in this world, like the guys that love being blackmailed and that, that hangs over their head and it's almost like a thrill of it. Like, like I will ruin you and tell your wife and I will tell your family and obviously they're never going to do it, the dominatrix, but... Like two of them that yeah. we had on, they said that they did that and they would be like, I'm going to ruin your entire life if you don't pay me this amount of money by this certain time. And they give like a cutoff date for it. And like when that date happens, like if they don't like they're going to threaten to like go to their wife, their kids, their job, all that shit. And literally it could ruin right. their entire fucking well-being. But like the dominatrix yeah. is never going to do that because that's not part of their lifestyle. But it's the thrill of that over their head, like the thrill of everything being gone in a split second. Oh, yeah. No, I certainly get the appeal of it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's prevalent. And that's tied into like a lot of debt contracts. So there's like a realm of FinDom where you'll sign up like with a debt contract and you'll basically agree towards like a large lump sum that you're going to pay towards. And then you'll have your monthly payments, your interest rate, and you'll have to sign on that contract. And of course, that's not legally enforceable, but for the, the fetish play it is. And then blackmail is often tied into that. So if you don't pay 425 plus interest on December 9th, then, you know, I'm going to do X and X. I'm going to send these pics to your boss or something like wild like that. So that's definitely common. Yeah, they took pictures of them. That's what it was. One of the um uh what was the the first dominatrix that we had on took pictures of this guy in like women's lingerie or whatever it was with like dildo up their mm -hmm. ass and was like if you don't fucking pay me this by a certain date I'm I'm sending these pictures to your boss. Yeah. Yeah. Like holy fuck, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> so like um what else? Do you have any other questions for him, Al? Um I don't know. I think he covered it really well. Yeah, Matt, you were fucking excellent on this. Like you covered a ton of stuff and I am so intrigued by all of this. Yeah. And you're still well, so young too. Like you're only 25. So like I'm secretly like curious to see like where this is going to lead you to like, you know, because obviously you say that like the shit that like you started with when you were 18 years old, you're not into now. And like the shit that you were into when you were 13 years old, obviously you weren't into when you were 18 too. Like I'm, I'm curious, like stay in touch. I definitely want to see where this goes for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have no idea, but. We'll find out when we're there, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what we're doing here, so. Well, thank you so much for your time on here, Matt. We really loved having you. We really appreciated you calling in. Yeah, thank you so um, much. And thank you so much for being an avid listener. And if you have any other things that you want to share, DM us and we can um, share it with everybody in our next episode. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me on, Addie. Thank you, Alex. All Love right. Your thank you. All the best. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much, Matt. Have a great night. Later. Bye. Bye. Guys, I'm definitely becoming a Findom. I don't fucking blame you. Dude, I'm looking into this and because I'm poor right now. I feel like it could be so easy with all the fucking tips that we got. Like if we just Twitter it up correctly and I just know. use pseudo names or whatever. Like even Mistress Lacey, the dominatrix, like she doesn't have her face on any of her ads. Right. Nothing like that. Like she's got her fucking titties and her feet in heels with a whip. And didn't we have a Twitter account? Well, I have one, like a special one for the OnlyFans. Oh, we had one for our feet. Yeah, we had one. We had, oh, Maybe. we got to figure this out. Whatever, we'll figure it out. Alex is 
gonna get so fucking rich from this. Uh, I fucking hope. <laughs> Yo, if anybody wants to have Alex be their fin dom, DM us. Hit me up, and I'm brutal, so I will humiliate the shit out of you. <laughs> She's pretty fucked up, guys. All right. Well, that that interview, I'm like so fascinated by all of that. That was great, and he was so like. Like you said, well-spoken, normal. Like Like we hung up with him and Alex is like, oh my God, he was like so fucking well-spoken and like so sweet. I was getting turned on. Were you? Yeah. (laughs) All right, so before we close out. Confession Confession Corner. Okay, first one. I low-key hate vegans. I have increased my meat consumption to compensate for them not eating meat. For every animal you don't eat, I will eat three. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Is that like a personal attack on me because I don't eat meat? You, you're not a vegan, though. No, I'm not a vegan because I eat fish. Here's the problem with vegans. I was vegan for a long time. Yeah. But here's the problem with most vegans. Not all, most when they push their beliefs on you right. so fucking hard down your throat right, and shun you for eating meat. When I was a vegan or a vegetarian and like you are, like if somebody ate a steak in front of your face, you're like, all right, that's what you want to eat. Right, of course. Not a fucking big deal. Where like there's people we know where they won't, like they won't even go to a barbecue while they're served. Well, like there's meat being served there, right. and then they're gonna like look at everybody like I can't believe you're eating that. Like that's the issue with fucking vegans. Yeah, agree. Nothing to do with like their choice. Like we don't care. It's like the pushing of the fucking beliefs on everybody, right. and like telling them that unless it's their way, it's the wrong way. So go eat your fucking meat. All right, next confession. Wife wants me to spit roast her so bad. My wife has been wanting me to spit roast since she was in high school. Almost want to give her that fantasy, but I don't know. Okay, for anybody that doesn't know what spit roasting is, it's when the girl gets fucked from the mouth and from the back. At the same time. At the same time. Like, they say it like how you, like, spit roast a chicken. Like, you put the skewer all the way through it. So, it's, like, almost like they have, like, the skewer through it. Like, the mouth and the fucking ass. Which is Eiffel Tower. It's, like, like, yeah. It's, like, fucking an Eiffel Tower, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. So, and then, like, you can high-five on top with the Eiffel (laughs) Tower. That's a fucking threesome, though. I don't know. Yeah. It depends on, like, ugh. It depends on how healthy you are in your relationships and like if you want to go there because once you go there once, it's not going to be enough. But if you're questioning it to begin with, I don't know if I want to do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because you're going to get jealous. You're going to get pissed. You're going to want to punch the other guy out. You're going to want to divorce your wife. Yeah, especially seeing her like in her fucking glory. Right, exactly. (laughs) And then you're like, well, what the fuck else is this bitch like? (laughs) And then before you know it, she's at a dominatrix dungeon. And- yeah, exactly. Oh. Kicking guys in the dicks, playing Vanga Bus. <laughs> I still can't get over that. That song's going to be stuck in my head Vanga all night. Okay, next one. I jerked off using my aunt's underwear last year in our family swimming pool. Okay. 
we were in a resort and it was just relatives, no strangers. So um, I just finished swimming and I got tired and wanted to rest. So I went to the shower, but it was occupied. My aunt was taking a bath, so I waited. After that, I entered the bathroom and while shampooing my hair, I noticed she left her underwear in the bathroom, so I got horny. My aunt is single and hot, so like I got horny as fuck. Then, yeah, I wore her panties on my head and I used her bra to jerk my dick off. I was imagining that I was receiving a titty fuck. Whatever floats your boat. Dude, do you? I don't even care anymore. Here's about- the weirdest fucking shit. Yeah. Like Alex and I say this all the time. Like it's amazing how normal we actually are when we thought we were certifiable freaks. Yeah, we thought we were like crazy. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. I'm the most vanilla person I know at this point. I actually enjoy missionary. <laughs> <laughs> I like vanilla sex sometimes. I know. A lot of times. <laughs> well, if you like love the person. I feel like who cares what you, you're doing, you know? Yeah, because then it's not vanilla when you love the person. Right. I love missionary. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, not the entire time. Yeah, it started off like that. started and- off like that because it's like you're naked, pressed against them. You're making out. Like, it's like you guys True. are never close enough. And I think that yeah. that has to do with, like, loving the person too because you just want to get closer to them and I feel like so close right during missionary maybe that's why I like missionary just because I love the guy <laughs> exactly if you wouldn't do that with a random like one night stand no probably not it's not like I'd be that like lay back buddy let me do this and then go to sleep so I don't have to look at your face paper bag I'm always yeah. at it like see a lights off oh my god all right guys so give us five stars fuckos uh follow us hit the subscribe button on apple you can find us on spotify you can find us on itunes podcasts or wherever they have podcasting five stars follow us on instagram disappointed but not surprised uh, facebook is disappointed but not surprised pod and then twitter and tiktok are podcast dbns all right Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised.